This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. The three-man weave, Corey, Frankie, and Ben today coming at you on a Friday, getting you ready for week 11 in the NFL. Our best bets coming up. Don't forget, SI Fantasy Pro members, the red hot Casey Olsen. You got some more UFC to win some money on this weekend. Any golf updates will also be in the SI Fantasy Pro community. My man, Ben, what's going on with you? Are you looking forward to week number 11? And what do you have cooking for us? Hopefully it's not the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I mean, funny how it. I turned on the Bears that fast, right? <laughs> I know. I, it was funny because like, I, I think they were a best bet for you. I was uh, playing a, a new game called Hundo where you can sort of treat like these different teams like the stock market. So I thought I'm, I'm going to buy low on the bears right like i'm gonna get them at a low price because i think they're gonna shock everybody and beat minnesota and that offense was just the most disgusting thing i've ever seen i've seen some gross atrocious bears offenses in my time that's all they've been able to do there has not been any point in my life where i have seen any sort of competent offense from the chicago bears it has always been get off the bus running and play good defense and you know what man it's 2020 like I know it's a, a messed up year. Like, let's let's start from the very beginning. This is a messed up year. But at some point, I thought the tides would turn. You got an Andy Reid tree head coach, a smart young guy that was going to develop a franchise quarterback. And it's all the same. It's all the same. They're not going to change. They're not going to do anything different. So uh, I'll hand it off to the Jets fan and, and Frankie today. What's up, Frankie? How you guys doing today? Good, glad to be joining you guys. This is uh you know, getting into the nitty gritty here and coming up to one of the best times of the year, which is always Thanksgiving Day. You know, I know that's a big betting day, especially in the NFL, yeah. as everyone gathers around, you know, looking for some, you know, have some turkey. I know that times are a little bit different now, you know, in different states. Everyone's saying, you know, you're getting different reports about how many people can be around that television. Um, so hopefully everyone can still be able to enjoy those times and be able to uh, be thankful. I'm hoping that all of our listeners out there can are doing well and that their families are doing well and everyone's staying safe. And hopefully everyone will have a blessed Thanksgiving and uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, winners coming down the pipeline on that day and everyone will be able to share and, you know, share some turkey and some stuffing as well as some winners um, and everyone can be around with their family. 
Thanksgiving Day parlay will be on deck. All right, so I will start off first with my best bet of the week. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons plus four, traveling to New Orleans to take on Taysom Hill and the Saints. I kind of think I feel even better about it with Taysom Hill uh, going out there. Here's the bottom line of the situation, and this is the way I'm breaking it down. The Atlanta Falcons really should be on a four-game winning streak right now under interim head coach Raheem Morris. If Todd Gurley does not fall down on the goal line, they beat the Lions that game. They're on a four-game winning streak. Now, the Saints are on the winning streak as well, but no Drew Brees. Atlanta Falcons catching four points, Ben. I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, and the fact that you got Atlanta when you did is actually pretty impressive. I, I think that line at a lot of books has moved down to plus three and a half. It still might be at plus four on DraftKings. I'd have to double check. So for anybody listening that can still see Atlanta at plus four, I would absolutely jump on that number. You're right, Corey. Like, the defense has been substantially improved and that was the bugaboo of this team the first part of the season before Dan Quinn got fired. But since then, they've put together some nice performances. Matt Ryan's been a little bit more efficient. Uh, hopefully, Calvin Ridley is starting to get himself back to uh, a healthy status. But uh, yeah, I think the Saints, even though they've been one of the hottest teams in the NFL, no Drew Brees changes a, a massive dynamic. Is Drew Brees taking a whole lot of shots down the field? No, but they seem okay with the notion that they don't need him to because if they wanted to take more opportunities downfield with the wide receivers and guys like Alvin Kamara, um, they would have gone to Jameis Winston, who went 6-10 of 10 for 63 yards last week. They're going to Taysom Hill. Uh, I don't quite understand the move unless you're just going with what you know as opposed to what you don't in a divisional game. Uh, so I'm very surprised, and I think you're right, Corey. I think the right side here is Atlanta. I like them at plus 4, but uh, even at plus 3.5, uh, I think I would bounce on that side as well. Frankie, uh, what do you feel about the Falcons pick? And let me get yours. I, I Listen, I think you're, you're spot on. I think I totally am 100% in agreement, Corey. I think you're on the right side there. I'm a little bit concerned over the fact that, you know, this whole team right now, I mean, they've had issues all year. It seems like it's, and it looks like, I'm not really so sure, you know, that Michael Thomas is still like a featured part of this offense ever since that suspension. It seems like this, you know, some turmoil uh, internally within that team. And now so much, you know, guys, listen, I am a big Drew Brees fan. I am not so sure that I really trust putting any money behind behind Taysom Hill being a starter. I feel that he's more of a gimmick type of quarterback right now until I see more. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to worry about his ability to read defenses over a full 60-minute game. I don't know if he really has that in him. I, 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 I'm not really so sure about his decision-making. So, Corey, if I had to make a play on that game, I do believe that you're on the right side. And I think it actually might wind up being one of the sharp sides because I think that the Taysom Hill decision over Jameis Winston. Now, we know that Jameis Winston has had some issues with ball security, especially from his time in Tampa. But, you know, I'm a little bit shocked that they didn't go in that, you know, in, more in that direction and use Taysom Hill more as a changeup like they were doing with Drew Brees. I'm surprised to seeing that. So that makes me feel that, the, you know, that there's even less confidence in, you know, Jameis Winston even being the backup. That means he's more of a third string quarterback if he's not starting here. So I actually believe that is the right side. But for me, I'm going to be looking at another team. I'm going to be looking at a team that is absolutely red hot right now. I'm done with backing teams that are so-so. I'm done with teams, you know, backing them, you know, that, you know, that maybe have, you know, an opportunity or they look like they're in a, you know, in a good spot. I'm going to go with the team that right now is arguably the hottest team in all of the NFL, and that's the Miami Dolphins. I know I'm going to be laying more than three and a half. I'm laying that hook, which is a little bit scary on the road right now, but I don't think it's that that scary at all. The Miami Dolphins have won five in a row, not only straight up, but against the number. Tua is showing that he's, you know, a capable game manager, not really making the big mistake right now. And for us right now, as a betting community, I think we need to start looking at this, this team, this 
defense is completely underrated right now. And I think that the way that two is playing is not putting them in any kind of bad situations, which I think is making their defense even stronger. So guys, for me, you know, against a team like the Denver Broncos right now, we know that Drew Locke is banged up. And I really didn't like what I saw last week out of him when the Sharps were backing the Denver Broncos and they just looked like a completely different team once he took that hit on his ribs. It looks like he has a core muscle injury now. He's going to try to play through it, but this is not the defense that you want to be playing it through. I think the Miami Dolphins win this game and win this game going away. So for me, the best bet on the board right now is laying the three and a half with the Dolphins on the road in week 11 to absolutely handle and hand a Denver Broncos team that's battered on both sides of the ball. We know about the injuries. No Cortland Sutton, no Vaughn Miller. I think this is when the uh, roster disparities that we're going to see, like, you know, guys, you know, they're going to be missing too many players to be able to compete here. So for me, I don't know what you guys are believing, but I think that the Miami Dolphins, the way two are playing, they're one of the best bets on the board in week 11. Ben, I'll come to you. Your thoughts on the Dolphins and what do you like this week? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That line has actually moved to four over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So again, both of you guys salute to you guys for jumping on that line before the line movement came in. You're right. Like from from the initial uh, outlook of this game, it feels like Miami should absolutely be favored, regardless of the fact that they're on the road, uh, heading into what typically is a very difficult place for a lot of teams to play. Uh, I, I do wonder about Tua and getting back into peak conditioning, because remember he has missed several weeks this year playing in Denver, especially in possible cold weather is not an easy thing with the altitude. And so I do wonder down the stretch of that game, if that has any sort of impact, but I think what's helpful is that Miami, uh, they've brought in Salvin Ahmed. They're using a lot of the running game. They're not necessarily putting all the pressure on Tua. Uh, and especially if Drew Locke gets, you know, starts to figure something out. He has weapons around him. Like Jerry Judy from an air yards perspective, I believe is the number two wide receiver in air yards the last couple of weeks. Tim Patrick's putting together a solid season. KJ Hamler, I think at one point had back to back 10 target weeks over the last couple of weeks. Like there's, there's talent on Denver, but they're not getting the ball. And, and Drew Locke right now is just slinging it and not getting it to where he needs it to be. So I don't necessarily think it's it's a lock by any means. I do think Denver's going to keep it close. Uh, but if this line continues to move up and up and up, like right now, if you can get it at minus three and a half for Miami, I think that's a good place. Four, maybe I'm a little bit more hesitant. If this line continues to move, though, in favor of Miami, I, I do think I'm going to take the Denver side. All right. What do you got? What's your side? What's your best bet? Uh, you know what? I've actually had a decent amount of success this year on Sunday night football. Nice. And, and I'm going to go back to that this week uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs heading to Vegas to take on the Raiders. If you recall back in week five, the Raiders came to Arrowhead. It was an early start time for them, and they proceeded to drop 40 on Kansas City, give them their first loss of the year. And it was pretty surreal to me, not just to see the Raiders win in Kansas City for the first time since 2012, uh, but also see the reaction from the Kansas City Chiefs post game on social media, talking about how that was an embarrassing loss for them, that they felt like they really let themselves down. They let their fans down. Uh, and there was uh, sort of a revenge factor the following week when they beat Buffalo on Monday night. You actually have a bit of motivation here. The, can the, Oakland, the Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, apparently post-game decided to take a victory lap in their team bus around one Arrowhead drive. Wow. Andy Reid, who normally doesn't care about stuff like that, decided to actually bring it up himself in his post-game or in, the, in, the, in this week's press, uh, press conference. Uh, it's clearly something that he has been talking with his team about, and we know Andy Reid coming off of buys is arguably one of the best coaches in NFL history. So I think the Chiefs are going to be motivated. The Raiders are potentially dealing with a COVID outbreak on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Chiefs mollywop 
the Oakley. Ha, I did it again. The, the, I think the Chiefs absolutely mollywopped the Las Vegas Raiders this week. I, they're plus uh, 14 on the season are the Raiders in point differential, and the Kansas City Chiefs are, are over 100. They're the clear superior team, and I think they're feeling like they let that one get away from them. I don't think that happens again. Considering how good the Chiefs have been against their division since Andy Reid took over, I think it's going to be a blowout on Sunday night, and I'd like Kansas City to clearly cover that minus eight. All right, there you go right there. That is interesting. I forgot about the the victory lap. I forgot about that, and that's, and that, and that's a cool side right there. Um, what do you think about that one, Frankie? It's a tough situation. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I tend to agree that I think that, you know, they seem to be on, you know, I think Ben's on the right side. And the Raiders just have so many COVID uh, question marks right now. And I think, you know, if uh, Jonathan Abram is missing on that defensive side of the ball, as well as uh, uh, Farrell on the defensive line, I think that's going to be two big blows because you don't want to be missing any kind of important defensive pieces, especially when you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. And I believe that, you know, he, you know, Corey, you guys, uh, Ben, you guys are 100% spot on. I believe that, you know, you're highlighting something that's very important. I think you're going to get an angry Patrick Mahomes. I think you're going to have a very motivated Kansas City Chiefs team to make a statement and make a statement that they are the clear team to win that division and they are the best team in the AFC West. And I think they're a little bit upset about that performance they had at home that you know that uh, Ben was referencing to and alluding to earlier. And that that victory lap is something that definitely is going to stick in their crow. And I know that's bulletin board material. And I don't think that you really want to be giving the Super Bowl champion. Uh, defending Super Bowl champion, any kind of bulletin board material, especially when they have the best quarterback in all of the league and then the whole NFL right now, you know, on the center. So I tend to believe that that is the right side. But, you know, the Raiders, there's something about them right now with the way that they're playing. You know, they seem to get up, uh, especially when they're playing at home right now over at Allegiant Stadium. So that line, you know, before this COVID situation, guys, before all these Raiders players were being possibly announced out with this uh, – with, you know, due to the virus concerns, this line actually steamed down to six and a half here in Vegas. There was some sharp money coming in, grabbing the Raiders as a live home dog with the amount of points, whether they were, you know, not so much on the money line, but grabbing those points. Then we're, then always, as we heard all of the word coming down about the COVID-19 affecting all these starters and important starters on the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders, you know, then this line came down in Vegas. And when it came back, it came back up at seven and a half. So this line more or less moved on air. It wasn't moving on the shops, you know, pushing that number back to seven and a half. That was upon the expectation that the Raiders are going to be shorthanded. And now we're seeing this line actually with the public money actually coming in and supporting exactly what Ben was just referencing to a lot of people believing that the Chiefs are going to be motivated. And that's pushed that number back up to eight. So, you know, there was some hidden money there. For me, this is a, this is a kind of a scary game. It'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously it's going to be the last game on tap on Sunday night. So we know a lot of people, whether they're up or whether they're down, they're going to be chasing on Sunday night or they're going to be flinging on Saturday night, a uh, Sunday night, excuse me. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which, what direction they go to. You know, I will say, lay, I will say this really, really quickly, Frankie, I just saw a movement as we're recording live. It is now back down to minus seven at minus 125 for the Kansas City Chiefs. So if we've already seen some sharp money on the Raiders push it down to six and a half, I wonder whether or not they're taking more sharp money coming in on the Raiders. So I might be on the opposite side of the sharps here, uh, but I am I am that convinced 
about the Chiefs being able to go out to Vegas this week and take care of business. But if you're looking for another potential angle here, especially if you're trying to have a little bit of concern as to whether or not the Chiefs can cover that number, because I still absolutely think they're going to win, uh, you could consider this to be a two-way teaser at the final part of your game. You can move that number down, especially at seven, right to minus one. So as long as they win, that number covers. And uh, that's a great angle. I think I think they are going to be one of the most popular plays as the last end of all teasers. I believe I, I think that I think Ben, you're spot on on that right now. NFL teasers are really doing well uh, for a lot of betters out there, and I believe that you probably in nailing. I would say that this game will be one of the games that I will probably hear from word out here in my Vegas uh, sportsbook sources, guys. I believe that the Chiefs probably will be one of the most popular picks as the tail end of either all money line parlays to cap off the night slash day or as the last end of all teasers as well because I think that you know especially if that number stays around seven seven and a half and everyone can bring it down to a half or a pick them the Vegas wink the Vegas whisperers winning another Vegas whispers winning weekend is on deck don't forget if you are in the SI fantasy pro community Saturday you get your college football and Casey's UFC picks and Sunday we come in hot and heavy with the NFL stuff for my guys, Frank and Ben, it's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, SI Gambling Podcast, getting ready for another big money weekend. We are out.